What is going on, everybody? It is your girl, Nick Wolf from Trigger Talks. I'm so happy to be here. Today, we have Mr. Danny, Mr. Daniel, the man himself. How are you doing this morning? I am good. I am good. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Absolutely. So guys, today we are going to be diving into the topic is toxic sexy or better yet, why is toxic sexy? So, I mean, we might as well just go ahead and jump into it, Danny. There's there's no reason to play around. We're not going to play with it. (laughs) All right, let me go ahead and slide this piece in there. Toxic (laughs) and sexy because... Not toxic is boring. Mm. Don't go ahead and and be honest with it. So Mm. the thing of it is, is that, you know, because I I spent a lot of time being a quote unquote good guy. I had toxic traits though, but I was cookie cutter, flowers. I'm still a gentleman. I ain't gonna take away from that. What I'm saying is, you know, the buying of the flowers, people say they like flowers. But receiving them be a little bit different. When you a gentleman and you open doors and stuff like that, women, because it's been so far removed that women now think it's weird. You're being too nice. If you don't respond in anger or choose violence, that's too nice. So things like that, people aren't accustomed to. So they think that it's bad. Mm. I mean, they think that that's boring. You're not like everybody else. No, I feel that. I feel like a lot of people will say that that's corny. You know what's interesting? It's not even just the guys being nice. Sometimes it's the girls that are being nice that end up finishing last as well. Because I know I've been in situations where it's like, oh, like you're great. You're such a good person, but let's be friends. I mean, like, friends zone left and right because I was just this nice, sweet person. And it could have been other reasons, of course. (laughs) But nonetheless, I know a lot of females who have been put in those situations because they were so sweet. They were so nice. And, of course, I know plenty of guys who got themselves in that space as well. And then, in turn, they're like, oh, maybe I need to start giving this rough exterior to start receiving attention from different women but as a woman I must say it's very toxic but you know we're taught that these we're supposed to have this certain type of man and that's what masculinity looks like but what we're told is actually very toxic we're told that oh the man isn't supposed to cry the man is supposed to be this real rough person he's supposed to be the person who could protect you so you gotta know if he can fight and things of that nature i mean even just listing them out it sounds bad sounds (laughs) Um, horrible it does (laughs) Not, oh, if he loves you, then he'll treat you in a gentle manner and he'll care about you. Just, oh, he got to be able to fight. You got to make sure that he don't shed no tears because that means he's soft. And it's just like, damn, like, can can men live? <laughs> no, you know what's crazy? Let's break down each one you ran through, right? Okay. Can he fight? That means he's aggressive. <laughs> like, 
No, that's real. No, let's yo, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it because I'm happy you brought that up because I'm gonna take it just one step a little deeper. Asking if somebody can fight as a form of showing that they're a good man is in a sense trying to teach teach somebody that abuse is what love looks like. Aggression is what love looks like. And that's not what it looks like at all. I know a lot of people who went through endearing relationships because they felt like that's what love is supposed to be portrayed as. And it's not. But even as kids, we watch Hey Arnold and Helga be beating Arnold's ass. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I mean, if we really want to talk about it. And then to take it one step deeper, our parents beat us when we get in trouble, but yet they tell us that they love us and they're doing it out of love I got my ass beat and yes I'm a good person today but I also acknowledge that there's a difference between just getting a spanking and getting your ass beat But, but nonetheless, you, you love me after you just did this. Thing. Exactly. So then, when I become an adult, that's what I think love is like. Oh, somebody can beat my ass, and that's okay, and that's what love looks like. Somebody can like. talk shit about me and talk down on me and belittle me, and that's okay because that's what love looks like. Facts. Facts. There's another side to that, but we gonna go too far. We gonna go too far deep into the rabbit hole. But really. While our parents was beating our ass for the same mistakes that they made, how no. dare you beat my ass for the same mistakes that you made? And then That's think true. like, yo, if, if you can make mistakes, why can't I? Why is kid? Why are we teaching kids to be perfect? You That's can't be so real. Perfect. We can't. You're never going to be perfect. But we're not here to talk about that. That's a whole no, we nother. We're going to let that one go. We're going to have to let, let it go. go. So (laughs) we digress. Let's get back into our toxic masculinity. Okay. So So, right back into toxic masculinity. All right. So we didn't knock off the first one. Aggression, right? Yes. You said, right. You hit him with the, he can't cry. That means he, he, he doesn't have control over his emotions, which Mm -hmm. means that he's going to, again, and go right back to aggression. If he can't control his emotions, his only answer is going to be aggression. And Absolutely. if he's aggressive with you, when you want it, when you want him to understand that you don't like the way he handles you, and then he handles you aggressively, because because you don't want men ain't supposed to cry, men's aren't men aren't supposed to show their emotions. Then what you tell them is that yo, you want me to be you want me to be able to fight. You want me to be aggressive and you don't want me to show my emotions. So the only way that the only emotion that I'm allowed to show is anger. So I'm going to respond with anger, angry. That's absolutely true. That's it right there. I mean, we're in the age right now where we're preaching that everybody needs to go to therapy. Everybody needs help. And within that, it's still a big stigma that men are not supposed to show their emotions. And within telling even just a woman or another man, depending on, you know, what you like, 
tell somebody that they cannot show their raw emotions to you, how am I supposed to connect with you? How am I supposed to have a relationship with you if we can't be vulnerable with one another? Because once you take out the emotions, you're right, we insert aggression or we insert somebody just retracting. And that's why a lot of people just jump around and do so many different things because they don't know any other outlet to be able to show their emotions other than going and fucking hella people or we out here doing some crazy shit, getting fucked up, drinking and driving, out (laughs) here like abusing drugs, all types of stuff, all because they're taught that they cannot show their emotions. And then that just spoils all into all of their relationships. It does. It does. It does. And And it absolutely sucks because it is as a society like it, it, forget about society as black people mm-hmm. we have been through so much so much and 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 we are teaching our young boy because all this happened is all this aggression and shit that we taught that has been passed out from generations and, and and been played through our music and 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 beat into us via movies and media and stuff like that. All of that it is now coming to fruition. So what's happening is is that these young boys are willing to kill. Like it's crazy. Like one of my favorite right, rappers right now is Pooh Shiesty. Okay, that, that's messed up to say, <laughs> but, but I like what I like. Okay. He's one of my favorite rappers right now. That man is 21 years old, and I'm more than positive. If he ain't killed somebody, he didn't damn near tried. And mm-hmm. that's scary to think because people don't understand that taking somebody's life is way too much power for you to have. Absolutely. It's way too much power for you to have. But for them, it don't matter. It's a sense of strength. It's a sign of power rather than it being too much for them to have. It's just like, I should have this type of agency over other people. And that in turn, like we were saying, just dives more into those relationships and make them more toxic. But you got to think like, even just as a female, you know, like... (sighs) We're told, like, oh, these hood dudes is where it's at, and, you know, we're supposed to mess with the bad boys and all this other stuff. It's just like, but why are we taught that? Why are we taught that? Because we're gentle. We need something that's so abrasive just to counteract everything. That doesn't equate balance to me because you're so aggressive. That's going to turn me away now that I, as an adult, understand what that looks like. That looks like you need to go to therapy that looks like you're going through a lot of stuff and you don't know how to process it that looks like you're going to be toxic for me and fuck up my life so as a child though you know being younger not even just as a child as a teenager when I was dealing with you know guys that were rougher it was a sense of excitement it was just like oh it was a thrill of it all but those thrills, once you get older, you acknowledge like, that's not worth my life. That's not worth my peace. That's not worth my joy. But you have to get to a certain place in your life to be able to acknowledge that though. 
Hey, <laughs> when I was younger, like all the all the stuff, like I think back on my life because I've been through some through some stuff. So, like, uh, and, and it's funny because people normally they look at me and they be like, "You from Bedford, bro?" Like, no, I grew up in the hood. It's all good though. Don't worry about it. I'm just different. But like, I look back on stuff and like all my like when I was younger. All my toxic friends, <laughs> like all my friends who were like just doing hood rat shit, like now they're all like down bad. And and I hate to say it, but we're taught that toxic is good. Half of the women that dated them or were around them now have come to me and been like, yo, what's up? Like, like you ain't like them. I didn't. I I I shouldn't have been dating him. Like you was the friend I should have dated. No, sweetheart, you should have stayed where you was at. You did <laughs> your thing over there. You did your thing over there. So I think what ends up happening is is toxic is good. Short or I'm not gonna say it's good. Toxic for people is it's appealing. Uh, uh, it's appealing and it's instant gratification. Yeah, it works short term. Mm -hmm. But in the long term, people really don't want to go through what what that entails. And and if they make a decision immediately out the gate to say, yo, I'm not going to even delve into that. I'm not going to I'm not going to act on that. I'm not going to consider that. I'm going to choose me. Yeah. And, and 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 my safety and my well-being they won't even have to reach that point because it, it, it's crazy but women get in their 30s and be like alright it, it, I had enough bad boys time to, <laughs> time to settle down <laughs> yo dudes the same way though like yeah I want a, I want a woman that's shaking ass and doing all this like no nah, that seemed practical now when, when you get in your 30s bruh and your life slow down and you can't jump up as fast, jump as high as you used to, run as fast as you used to. <laughs> when, when you can't get up out of that chair as quick as you normally do. Like when that shit hit that like that, that's when you be like, damn, like I I I really I really met that sweetheart girl. I really really met that sweetheart guy. And I told him off because he was too nice. Now I'm dealing with this buckethead fool. And I'm going through the worst. I'm going through the worst. But you know what? I have to ask this, though, because you keep bringing it up. Is somebody what? being too nice? So my question to give to you is, okay. what is the perfect balance between being nice and being masculine like Ooh. where is that happy medium because Ooh. i must honestly say that there Ooh. are people out here that might be too nice and that actually is a trauma response and being is. too nice so where does that happy like what does that happy medium even look like okay. from a guy's perspective so so here's because i struggled with that when i was like probably up until i was about I'll be 30, so probably up until about 26, 27, when I really had an older woman low-key take advantage of me. Okay. Like, she was 10 years older than me, and I was a nice guy, and, you know, she had been through a bunch of headaches, and she was trying to slow down, but her trauma response to 
her earlier bad relationships was to have hot girl summers. <laughs> okay. So she was just a hot girl, but she ran into a nice guy. And it just so happens that back then I was willing to be a man who would would take advantage of an opportunity. You okay. know what I mean? Like I I'll hey, we 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 casually date it, cool. You know, we had an opportunity to take it a little further. Some things came up, we took it a little further, but I was very, very, very hey, can, can you send me a hundred dollars? I need to do this. Okay, sure. Can you can can like why the why the fuck you do this, this and this? Oh, I'm I'm sorry, sweetheart. I ain't mean to do that. But no, don't you ever do that shit again, cause I'll leave you. Please don't leave me. I don't want to fight with you. Mm-hmm. Number one, emotionally, I was responding to traumas that I had very early on as a kid and things that I dealt with with my mother. So my answers was to be a yes man to women because that means they would love me because I didn't feel like my mother showed me the love that she needed to. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So I'm looking forward to someone else and I'm just yes manning it away. The problem is, is when you start to lose yourself or where where too nice is when you start to lose yourself, when you choose other people's emotions, when you choose other people's finances over yours, when you choose other people over you, you are now too nice. Okay, that's real. Because in your head, in your head, you're saying no. In your head, you're saying no. But for whatever reason, whether it's trauma or it's almost always trauma because you literally are entitled to say no. You are. And and, and people don't use it. So no. they will say yes, 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 yes. And as soon as you do that, you you are you are too nice. You are too nice. Okay. And every answer can't be a yes. So for a man, for anybody, you're too nice when every answer is yes when you said no in your head. Yes, that's that's all facts. <laughs> no, that's definitely all facts because at some point you have to put your foot down and that type of being assertive is the healthy form of being assertive. It's the healthy balance of being able to be a good person while also protecting your peace and who you are as an individual. I know that I had a hard time saying no, and I had attachment issues when I was younger and before therapy. (laughs) And all of that trickled back to my childhood all of it and I had to work through my traumas first before I was able to acknowledge the fact that I need to learn to say no I need to learn to choose myself first and also be able to put my foot down when necessary it's not just oh yeah I'll just it's, I think that because everybody assumes that if you're arguing, something is wrong. No, people have adult conversations where they disagree and you can just agree to disagree and that's okay. But that's also a form of just having a healthy relationship because you can do that. When it gets to the point where you can't even agree to disagree and it becomes a literal fight, 
that's when it's toxic. That's when it becomes an issue. And then on the flip side of that, when it's just like, oh, y'all, you don't want to argue at all. So you're just saying yes, 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 whatever you want, basically bowing down at somebody's feet when actually you don't have to do that. And that's not what you're supposed to be doing anyway. That's not a healthy relationship. Nope. Go ahead and being, being all humble and stuff like that. When you look up the definition of humble, you'd be like, oh, okay. I don't know if I want to be humble all the time. No, you're not supposed to be <laughs> humble all the time. You know what I'm saying? Like, you like, got to talk your shit sometimes. Because really the definition of humble is beneath someone. And I'm not beneath anyone. No one Mm-mm. is beneath anyone. So we ain't going to do that. Like, it's okay I- to say no. Yeah, it's okay to set boundaries, mm-hmm. and it's okay to live a life that that will make you happy. I don't know if this sounds crazy, but I've been very unhappy being a yes man, being too nice. I am now happier when I don't. Like no, that's I, real. It, it's the sweetest feeling in the world to me now when I say no. Yeah, and it's even sweeter when I know that your response is is the response that I knew I would get if I said no. That's because then that that that's a very sweet feeling. That's where I made it to in my life, where I could tell somebody no, and they whole attitude, mannerisms, and everything change because I know that's not the energy that I need to be around. Yeah, but but before. Like, I would just, but I need your energy, but, but I need you around. No, 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 no. I didn't need your energy at all. What I needed was to feel like I needed somebody and Mm -hmm. you just got to be alone, dog. You got to spend some time with yourself. You got to love on yourself. Be kind to yourself. No, that's very real. You have to be loving on yourself in order to love anybody anyway so if you're toxic towards yourself of course you're going to be toxic and projected onto the person that you're dealing with sometimes without even noticing it honestly because I know I've been there even just being a yes woman is toxic because I am giving you everything and so much more. And it's not toxic to you, but it's toxic to me because I, like you were saying, like beneath somebody, I am just solely just giving you my life in a sense because I'm following you blindly and not paying attention to the things that I should pay attention to or stepping up for myself. So I I feel you like I just now learned how to start saying no and it being something that's comfortable for me to say. But thankfully, I have a healthy relationship with a lot of people that are in my life that when I say no, it's just like, oh, that's okay, Or, you know, it's never something to the point where they get mad that I said no. But when somebody does get mad that I say no, I know that I can no longer keep them in my life or at least not in the same capacity that they were because there's no reason why me protecting myself and choosing me should affect you in a negative manner because at that point that's you being selfish over me that's you basically looking at me as property rather than me being an actual human being and who been there did that hated it (laughs) for 
sure. Sure. It's really sick that we feel like we have ownership over other human beings. That's, oh, yep. Yep. That, that is sick, but that's how people really feel. The statement like, that's my bitch, like, that's my nigga, like, no, 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 no. It's not yours. And people are not anything to own. People are something or someone to experience. If somebody... to transfer. Yeah, like, if somebody allows themselves to be with you in whatever capacity it is that's them allowing you into their space that's allowing you into their energy it's basically like a gift it's not a possession and i think once people start looking at you know like just even books and movies and everything it portrays relationships as a form of possession like you're mine you have to do what i say you're supposed to bend and break every time when i ask you to and you're supposed to live this lifestyle that is supposed to fit within my parameters and it's just like no love is freedom love is supposed to be something that is supposed to that isn't supposed to take a lot of effort or a lot of thought. It's just supposed to be free flowing. And once you start putting those stigmas and those parameters around it, that's when it becomes possessive. You are not mine to own. You are just somebody that I'm experiencing. And I think that we need to change that narrative, even though I know that it's a narrative that's going to be around forever. (laughs) But it's something that people personally can change within themselves and then that will lead to other generations doing the same thing no absolutely that's a fact and i don't really think that that's a situation that has to be around forever i think that it's a situation that we need to have more conversations yeah like, we just need to have more conversations it's a lot of stuff that we need to talk about that goes unsaid and that's why we need therapy we need we need to go to therapy because we really just need to be ha- be having these conversations with people and we don't and we just build up trauma and we build up trauma and we go through things and it just stacks on top of just keep stacking stacking and stacking and stacking and then next thing we know we are trying to build we are trying to be these people contained by trauma and be our biggest, brightest person and be the, the, and live up to my fullest potential. I can't do that if I'm a shell of a person because I have all this trauma sitting on me. Yeah. I can't do that. Yeah. That's why toxic is attractive. Damn, I just figured that out. It's because everybody <laughs> is living in a shell. They are. I, I, no, I, I'm okay. I'm okay with you being like this. Because if you're not like this, then something's wrong. Yeah. Because you should be like this because I am. Absolutely. That's crazy. That is crazy. <laughs> that's crazy, though. <laughs> like, that's really crazy. Like, we, 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 because that's why when, <clears throat> think about it, we're naturally taught to hate winners, right? Yeah. If you're winning, you, nah, that, that. He think he better than everybody else. Mm-hmm. Not even a case. 
that's not even a case. I just put in more, I did more work than you. I work harder than you. I, I did the things that you weren't willing to do to reach my fullest potential. Absolutely. I, I can, I, I can now, I now have a reason to hate you. I remember growing up because you know, we're just Pat, we were the tail end of Michael Jordan and really a part of the Kobe Bryant era. Yeah. I hated Kobe Bryant. <laughs> hated him. Okay. Hated Kobe Bryant. Why? Because he was a winner. And no other reason. No other reason. Okay. I listened to a book by Tim S. Grover called Relentless. And then it clicked to me. And I was like, holy shit. This man is one of the greatest human beings on earth. One of the greatest. Yeah. You gotta listen to that book. Even, <clears throat> even women should listen to this book. Because it helps you understand that you are not reaching your fullest potential if you allow things to get in your way. Yeah. If, if you allow trauma to get in your way, disabilities to get in your way, if you allow those type of things, and I'm not saying, you know, like, like people who really can't do anything for themselves, but you know, like there, there's, there's people who have no legs that are stronger than me currently. Yeah. They didn't make a fucking excuse. Yeah. And neither and, and and neither should we. But again, we are we are taught that trauma bonding is the best kind of bond. Yeah. And that you're weird if you're different. Mm-hmm. If you didn't have these traumas that I have, you're weird. If you're a winner, you're a loser. Yeah. Because you because you reached your fullest potential. We are taught all these things that are directly attached to trauma and living as a shell of a person and not reaching your fullest potential. That's very real. We literally go about every day just trying to figure out what healing looks like for us in a sense. And when you can't figure out what that looks like because you're not seeking help and you're not actually putting forth the effort to do it, that's when hurt people hurt people. Like, I'm going through fucked up shit, so I'm going to attract people that are nine times out of ten going through <clears throat> fucked up shit, and then we're just in this fucked up situation. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And then to take it to, like, that other place, we sometimes we have this savior mentality. Like, oh, I went through <clears throat> this, I made it, so now I want to go and help somebody else, so... I attract people that are hurt. I attract people that need healing, but I'm attracting that because I am looking to heal somebody. I'm not looking to have a healthy relationship. I'm looking to be their savior. And once you have that complete savior complex, it's just like you're looking for somebody to kiss your feet because you help them. You're also yep. looking for somebody to lean on you and be dependent on you, which makes you feel like you're a better person, makes you feel like you're this awesome individual when in actuality you're not. You are trying to help somebody when you have not even helped yourself. So there is no way that there is going to be anything that is healthy in this situation whatsoever. And Facts. 
We just have to get out of those spaces. And the only way that we can do that is by seeking healing on our own. And being alone is the one thing that most people fear is just loneliness. And that's why we always want to have a companion no matter what they look like. That's toxic. <laughs> that is so toxic. We just want to have somebody in our life to fill the void and not even acknowledging the fact that that person that's filling that void is toxic. That person that's filling that void, they going through shit too. That person that's filling that void is going to tear you down. That person that's filling that void... They're just going to fuck your whole life up, sweetheart. And it's okay. Why? Because we just need somebody or we just think that we need somebody. When in all actuality, we need to sit alone with ourselves. I did that in quarantine. I think that was the best time that everybody had to sit alone with their thoughts and be able to process all the trauma, all the grief and everything that has happened because you don't have distractions. And that's exactly what toxic relationships are. Just distractions from your traumas that's it yep that's it i can no longer sit here and act like i got all my shit together because i don't but you only reach that point where you're by yourself you don't acknowledge your shortcomings when you're in your downfalls when you're with somebody else because i'm just worried about them the whole time First of all, you got a landline. <laughs> oh my! First of all, I'm in this hotel room and the phone is ringing, which is weird. So um, I'm gonna go ahead and uh, mind my business and hang that up real quick. Okay, <laughs> I, we'll cut this out. <laughs> yeah, cut cut that out. Cut that out for sure. But but no, you you are you you are spot on. Like you're spot on, and we just. We just have to do, we just have to do better. We because, do. Because, you know, like, why are we even calling toxic sexy? Like, that's a problem in itself. That is. But you know what? We gonna ruffle a couple feathers. I think when it comes to us as individuals in today's age toxic is sexy because they're making it look like you're living your best life and i think that's where those issues come in like oh i'm living my best life i'm out here kicking it i don't care about nobody i'm doing me and then when you start fucking with somebody it's just like oh yeah i'm here and then i'm gone the next day or i'll just bring drag you along in my shit use you and then leave you like that's a normal thing now like people don't actually look for the full relationship they're not looking to date towards marriage either it's just i'm here to have a good time and in you just having that good time while you're going through while you're still like soaked in the nuances of trauma you're projecting that onto somebody else and it's fucked up. <laughs> it's, it, it is. It is. A, it is severely fucked up. It's. It's really, really fucked up. And it. And it's. It. It. 
it actually kind of kind of angers me because you know it's it's human beings i get it like yo we are you know we are we are sexual we are passionate we are you know we are we are loving nurturing we're we're all of that right yeah you cannot be toxic have a casual relationship with someone and it can go beautifully but in order for you guys to get to such a space you really gotta know who you are as a person and what you willing to deal with and go through in life and not use it as a trauma bond because because there are people who will date casually and in all actuality it's just because I don't want to be alone yeah and, just that fear of loneliness yeah and, and, and that sucks because you could you could really have a beautiful experience with someone if you were just willing to work on yourself and not worry about being alone because it, it's crazy like the minute you start like clearing out space like things instantly get better when i when i'm alone like when i'm not when i'm not texting anyone you know not having little small conversations you know here and there hey flirting and doing all that when i'm not doing all that and i'm alone and i can have my thoughts and it's just me and my thoughts like i'm clear life is good the minute that I that I bring people in is the minute that it starts to get cloudy. Yeah. And people don't even take the time to be like, yo, you this is very this is very muggy. It's a over a overcast. Like Yeah. You 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 gotta clear that out. You gotta clear that out in order to be able to get to where you're trying to go. But a lot of people are totally okay with not living up to their fullest potential because there's a a video on YouTube and I suggest that everyone watch it because it's just a beautiful video. It's Will Smith talking about self-discipline. And what he says is like, yo, self-discipline is nothing other than Mm self-love. And I have to think about it and I'm like, yo, do I really love myself if I don't do all the things that I know I'm supposed to do? If yeah. I choose, if I choose the wrong answers only, do I really care for myself? That's real. That's very real. <laughs> Cause I mean, once we stop even having a sense of urgency to choose what's best for us and we just accept the I know so many people, even a friend of mine just literally was like, I'm about to be out here being toxic because I can't. And it was just like, yeah, but why are you accepting that as your truth? Because that doesn't look like self-love to me. That doesn't look like anything healthy whatsoever. You're choosing to put yourself in this trauma, like trauma-bound and trauma-focused situation because you're just okay with being in that space. You're just being stagnant in your toxic toxicity. Blue, y'all. <laughs> it's the word. It's the word. <laughs> 
But y'all uh, know what I was trying to say. We got you. We but got you're you. like sitting and soaking in your toxic and you just love it. It's like the Joker when he jumped into the <laughs> when he jumped into the acid. Like you're telling me that you want to do that same thing. You're taking that leap of faith to go into the acid and just be toxic and just be happy and just enjoy it and love it and embrace it you're not supposed to embrace that you're not supposed to love that that's the stuff that you're supposed to bring up okay i did this i'm going through this but i need to change this and not for other people but solely for yourself and we have to stop thinking like oh i have to do this for other people like no no, you do not. You have to make sure that you're not toxic for yourself so that you can get into healthy spaces, into healthy relationships, and you can acknowledge red flags and you won't be attracted or think that toxic is sexy. It all starts with self-love. It all starts with healing from within and not projecting all of your problems onto somebody else but i do want to bring up one point though don't you think that because i know me as a firm example growing up in a toxic home where my parents were toxic for one another I thought that was the the portrait of what love looked like because that's what I was taught and fed as a child. So do you think that everybody needs to go through therapy to get past those childhood traumas or those that portrait of what love looked like as a child? Absolutely. Because if we being frank and honest, if you grew up in a black community, you've never really fully experienced love. There's very few people that have fully experienced love and what love's what love looks like in the black community. Yeah. So if you haven't done that, you definitely need to go. Because <clears throat> and this was crazy because in one of my relationships, really sweet girl, beautiful girl, beautiful, amazing person. Mm -hmm. But she had an issue with arguing. She just thought that arguing was okay. Yeah. Because she's seen it in her in her in her household. And I'm like, hey, you do understand that even though arguing is normalized, we don't have to do that. Yeah. We should be able to communicate outside of arguing. Yeah. That's very real. I know that I had to unlearn a lot of stuff before I could be healthy for anybody, honestly, because like I was saying, like in my household, like my parents ended up getting divorced because of how toxic their situation was. But as a child, I was soaking all of that in. And even though my parents love me to death, like they showed me individually what love looked like just to somebody, but they weren't able to show me what love looked like in a marriage though, or in a relationship. So a lot of my early relationships were very toxic because I didn't know that it wasn't supposed to look like that. And then once I started to get help, or even just once I started to get older, honestly, it just seems like something clicked and was just like, hey, this is not what love is supposed to look like. 
love is not supposed to be toxic. Love is not supposed to be screaming matches. Love is not supposed to be one putting another person down. Love is not supposed to look like just any form of emotional, physical, any type of abuse. There is, that's not what love looks like. But because, you know, that's where we're showed in our childhood years, that's what we just formulate to what we should do in our adult years. And I I can honestly say, I don't know what it was that clicked for me or what point in time it was. Because I know, I remember the day when it clicked because... <laughs> It just was like, yeah, I don't want this. I was so hurt in the relationship that I was in. And then I sat back and I was just like, let me just be quiet. And let me just really like process all of my thoughts. And the only thing that I kept going back to is I look like my parents. The main thing that I said that I never wanted to look like or be like in a relationship, I mirrored that, literally a mirror to exactly who they were. And that in that moment, I knew that I could no longer do that, not only to me, but also to that young man as well. Because a relationship is two people, it's not just one. And as much as, yes, there typically is the one person that's the quote-unquote villain, there's also an enabler as well. So I was enabling the whole situation, and I was just going along with it, and he was too. And I was toxic, and he was toxic. And then now me and him are like best friends because we can acknowledge the shit that we went through and how much we hurt one another and how much we were literally just going based off of what our parents looked like. To the point now, it's just like, I'm in a healthy relationship. He's married in a beautiful family, healthy like everything is blissful on both sides, but the only way that we got there is by being quiet, listening and figuring out what those issues were. And nobody likes to actually calm the noise. <laughs> People don't like taking the time to calm all the distractions, all the noise and everything that's going on around them because it is, it's, it's, like, it's like candy. Like, you know, it's not good for you, but it tastes good. It's, a, it's the same concept. Like, yeah, I know that this is fucked up, but if I don't have to deal with it, then I'm not going to. I'm going to just live in ignorance. Ignorance is bliss. So we were just, it's just a sense of just being stuck in that place. But I feel like everybody has to have that moment in time when they put themselves first, sit down, take some time to acknowledge some things, take some time to heal, and then move forward to find something that's healthy for them. Yeah. As we wrap this up, do you have any closing remarks or anything specific that you would like to get across to somebody that may be in a toxic situation? I get it because I've been on that side. Believe me, it, it's... It... it it's a lot easier than it sounds, but I'm going to challenge you. And yes, I'm speaking to you. That 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 man or that woman who is so such a beautiful soul, and you are dealing with someone who you know isn't good for you. I challenge you to free yourself. 
I, I challenge you to 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 be alone, to be one with with yourself, to be kind to yourself, to love on yourself, because yes, it may seem like this is that there's emotional attachments and things like that. You can you can get over those, but one thing you'll never be able to get over is when it's all said and done and you taking your last couple breaths and you like you know there's so many things I regret I didn't do just don't allow someone else to be on that list of regrets that's real and as my little closing two cent toxic is never sexy go to therapy Do not allow yourself to just sit in turmoil when you don't have to. And don't look at toxic as something that makes you into a better person because you're emotionally detached or you're being a fucked up person. That's not cool. You are literally hurting somebody else and yourself at the same time. So let's push for some mental health get some therapy that's that's always my main point probably gonna be for every episode so i want to thank you guys for listening in danny thank you so much for coming on the show i greatly appreciate it guys we are done for the day deuces to my wonderful homies